Blog Talk Radio. A council on the future of education. Fire, frustration, and discord are burning in every city. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Council on the Future of Education's radio show. Uh, just a quick reminder that if you want to uh, call in, you can call in at 646-787-1813. Welcome back. I really appreciate everybody who comes out and, and listens to our show. Uh, the Council on the Future of Education is a newer organization, a newer council, and we uh, work on doing everything that we can to look at the future of education because we know just how important that can be. And it's one of those concepts that we're talking about today in terms of what can we do in our classrooms now to help shape uh, the future. And one of those that talks that we're going to do right now is on fixing our government. And I know right now our government can be a pretty uh, touchy subject for a lot of people, um, but I want to look at this from an educational point of view, and I want to look at it from a point of view as to how do we improve the system that we have now, and how can our children of the future do that? Uh, so if you do want to call in, I would be grateful. It would be wonderful. 646-787-1813. However, uh, we're going to take this from a educational point of view. We're not talking politics uh, here. We're talking about ways we can increase our students' capacity to understand the government and make things better for us. You know, we always say the children are our future, right? That was like, I think I was even a song there for a while. And, and it sort of became cliche. But the problem is it really is true. And people, I think, have seemed to forget that. That, you know, if, if we as 30, 40, and 50-somethings want to have a good future as an old age, the people who we're handing this globe over to uh, when they're 20s and 30s are the kids we have in school now. So uh, if we want to create long-term lasting change, this is the place to do it. Uh, I think part of the problem with some of our government issues started with our children, back with the idea of no child left behind. Um, and I see this more, not only in just government, but in everyday workings with young adults, um, the no child left behind high stakes testing that we went through, uh, that we're still going through really, but, um, to a lesser extent, uh, was the whole idea of you would get these couple hundred multiple choice questions. Um, usually you want, everyone had a five, uh, response answer and you can pick one, um, that was a very traditional multiple choice type of uh, test. And that's sort of what our high stakes tests became. Um, but it was, it's, it's an interesting dynamic now when you look at those people that are now adults, because to me, it seems like they have to have options to their answers. So if they're given a question, they now also expect to be given one of five possible answers. And on top of that, they want to be guaranteed that one of those answers is absolutely correct. Now, we want to talk about the real world. That is not the way the real world works, is it? I would certainly love to be able to uh, have, a, have a job where 
I can, somebody comes in and says, we have a problem. Here's the problem. And here are five possible solutions. And I guarantee you, one of them is correct. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great way to, to work in our jobs, huh? But that's absolutely not the way things work. But we've created an entire generation of kids from when No Child Left Behind and these high-stakes testing has started that that's the way they were assessed. That's the way they came to believe that, that problems worked. There's a problem. Here's five options, and one of them is the correct solution. We know that that's not the case. So now let's look at today, and let's think about how we've created this idea of uh, the two-party system, Democrats and Republicans, and how if you were a child who was in that era of assessment, that you are given a panel of people. The question, the problem is, who will be your next fill-in-the-blank, congressman, president, mayor, whatever, and then you're, you're supposed to be thinking, well, I'm guaranteed that one of these is supposed to be the correct answer. But that's not necessarily the case. And I think we've created a, a society of young adults that believe that this is how it works. They don't put research or ideas into um, thinking about the candidate. They just blindly go with whatever the party says, no matter which party you belong to. Um, I think I want to create my own party called the thinking party or the research party or the uh, I'm an adult so I can make up my own mind party because I think that's what we need. We need our kids to be able to say, here are the options. Now let me research these people because they're going to be making decisions for us. Let me research. Let me, let me think about what I believe in and let me think about what I can do to figure out how the, I think this person is going to vote on issues that are important to me. And then that's how you vote. That's how you come up with, the, with an idea of who you're going to vote for. That could be tricky. And we know it doesn't always work, but at least it's a step in the, right, in the right direction. The idea of blindly being led to candidates and blindly being led to who everybody else thinks you should vote for has to be over. We have to start thinking for ourselves, and part of that is getting our kids to be able to do that. Uh, on the other side of this one-minute short PSA announcement, uh, we're going to start talking about how we can do that right in the classroom with a, an application that's out there that, to me, is a very potential game-changer. See you on the other side here. One minute. We're more connected than ever before. 90% of America's students use some form of social media, but not all of it's used in a good way. Hurtful posts online are leading to social isolation for many. Psychologists say it's bullying in a brand new way. Well, beyond differences in I Keep Safe, we're looking to change that with ideas for students, their parents, and even teachers. Take the pledge to be kind online and learn more at wearekindonline.com. At City of Hope, we don't believe the future can wait for the future. For over a century, we've been advancing science that saves lives. From four of the world's top cancer-fighting drugs to the development of synthetic human insulin. We are maximizing the potential of immunotherapy and making precision medicine a reality. It's not enough to promise future cures for cancer. We must find them sooner. We are the miracle of science with soul. Find out more at cityofhope.org. 
Well, welcome back. This is the Council on the Future of Education radio show. Uh, we try to do our radio show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. We also have a guest call-in line if you ever want to talk about any of the issues that we're discussing. It's 646-787-1813. Uh, you, can also find the council, you can also find the Council on the Future of Education at edufuture.us. Uh, you can also find me, your host, Rob Furman, at uh, robfurman.com. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Dr. Furman. You can find the Council on the Future of Education at edufuture underscore U.S. on Twitter as well. Uh, we're talking about let's getting our, getting our students of the, uh, the next wave of adults that we'll be having coming through in the next 10 years or so uh, prepared to help get our government back on its tracks in terms of uh, using research to choose candidates and understanding how the system works and finding ways to get the best candidates out there. Um, and I promised you before the break that we would talk about one, one website in particular that I just find fantastic. Uh, it's called Countable, C-O-U-N-T-A-B-L-E dot U-S, Countable. I believe it's dot U-S. I'm going to confirm that right now. Yes, Countable.us. It is. It has potential, in my opinion, to to be a game changer for civics, for the concept of being able to debate, for the concept of being able to research. There's a lot of great things that that has potential here that I want to make sure we're taking advantage of. Um, let me give you a basic idea here. Countable is an countable is a website that has all of the current uh, bills that are in Congress and also all of the representatives. I believe it's also uh, it is also presidential things. It's also local. No, it's not local. It's just uh, just federal. Uh, but they have all of the different bills that are on the plate uh, right now with your congressman. And it also has the ability for you to contact your congressman. And that'll be an important point here in a moment. But you go on to this countable website, and you have all of these different uh, bills that are out there. The idea, as an educator, what I have done with this, and what I hope other people would do, is to find that one issue that is of interest to you or find that one issue that maybe relates to your uh, classroom. If you're doing the arts, there's a whole section on the arts. Uh, there's a whole section on sciences. There's a whole section on uh, financing, which would be your math classes. It doesn't matter what class you're teaching, you will be able to find something that relates. Uh, consumer consumer safety for your FCS classes. How about something like that? Uh, there's just a ton of options out there. But wouldn't it be interesting if we could take some of these bills and debate them out with your, with your classes? And now, if you're thinking, okay, this is just a high school thing, I can tell you right now, that's not true. Because I've done this with kids as young as first and second grade, obviously not a full-blown debate, but one of the bills was, should we go back to the moon? Well, I could tell you, children have an opinion on that. So, yes, you can do this at really any age if you do a little bit of digging on some of these uh, 
on some of the bills that are out there. But as you're doing that, and let's say we pick this one particular bill that the class is going to debate, and you have them use those skills to research that bill and figure out what it actually means. And, you know, it, on the Countable app, it gives you um, all sorts of extra information on here. Um, what's the story? Why does it matter? Uh, it gives you related readings. It gives you other people's opinions on what they felt was good and or bad about the bill. So there's just a whole wealth of information right on the website where, where you can get started uh, on the research of whatever bill you would choose for the class. And then let them actually start debating it because that becomes the next problem I see with a lot of our young adults is they've lost the ability to debate. Their idea of debating is saying one thing either over and over and over again or saying one thing the other person disagreeing with them, and then it becomes a personal attack on each other as opposed to discussing the facts or debating the circumstances. They just go right to personally attacking the, 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 the opponent as opposed to discussing issues. Um, and that's not a healthy way to debate an issue, and we know that. So then from there, once you get into that healthy debate, take a vote. Take a vote, and let's see which way did the class actually ultimately um, lend itself. And then that's where the next really interesting part comes in. And this is where a lot of the civics comes into play here. Uh, in one minute, we're going to go over and explain that. But let's go back to one of our PSS, PSA announcements. I'll see you back here in one minute. Childhood hunger is a silent epidemic. One in five school children do not have enough to eat. School lunch programs help feed these kids. But when the school bell rings on Friday... Many of these children have nothing to eat. Blessings in a Backpack provides two entrees, two breakfasts, and two snacks for children who would otherwise have no food and no hope. Go to blessingsinabackpack.org. Hello, everyone. This is David Franklin, one of the authors of Can Every School Succeed, inviting all of you to join the Bending Ed movement and pick up a copy of Can Every School Succeed through Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Follow us on Twitter at CanAllSucceed, and please join us every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for Bending Ed Chat. Thank you. All right, we're back with the Council on the Future of Education radio show. We were just getting ready to talk about uh, what do we do once we get to the point of the classroom having chosen yay or nay on a particular bill. Uh, at this point, this is when the Countable app even takes a, a, a more interesting turn, because at that point, you can vote yay or nay on this, and then you could share it. You could contact your representatives and share that idea. Um, that makes it uh, all the more interesting once you get to that point, because then once you get to that yay or nay, taking action, sending it to the representatives, then you could start watching to see how your representatives voted. So once you get to the point of doing several of these, a long laundry list of these, then you have the ability to go back and say, huh, regardless of being a Democrat or being a Republican and all those different options, this person, whoever this person is, nine times out of 10 doesn't vote the way I think he or she should vote. Or, huh, this person that I didn't vote to come in into office actually votes along the same way I think. 
So next time, maybe I think I should vote this person in because they, they seem to agree with me. Because that's the idea of government. That's the idea we want our kids to remember and to relearn that it's supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people, correct? So if that person, whoever it may be, votes in the way that I believe they should, then that's the person I want in office. But if they're a person that through having maybe done this several times online and I see that out of 30 ones that I decided to take action on, the person in office disagreed with me 26 times out of the 30, then again, regardless of party lines, I don't really want this person in office because they're not voting my interest. And that's what is so awesome about our government. And that's what we need to get back to. That's what we need to teach our children about is the idea of go on countable. Look at all these bills these people have to make decisions on. Give your opinion. See how often the people that are in their office agree or disagree with you because that's how you should be voting. Regardless of what the party says, you've got to do what's best for you. You've got to be able to vote for what's best for you, your family. And if we start now in the classrooms, they're going to understand it once they get out there into the real world. I also did another little interesting thing with them. We did the whole vote thing. And um, afterwards, I pulled uh, four or five kids into the hall. And I said, look, whatever you do, just to prove a point, when you go in there, I want you to vote yay. So then I went in and I said, oh, for some odd reason, we need a recount. So we did a recount, and all of a sudden these five children uh, redid redid their vote. Everybody's looking like, hey, hey, what would you do that for? And I said, oh, I, I offered them all free recess. <laughs> and, of course, they all chuckled. But then I said, well, that's also how, you know, lobbying and super PACs work as well too, isn't it? You know, I'll give you money for your vote. So that becomes another conversation that we had with my older kids. I'm an elementary principal, but the third and fourth grade completely got it. They understood it. Um, so we went through that conversation of how, you know, when you look at a lot of these these bills that these people have to go through, uh, it's really interesting because some of them, it, it would be very hard to be passionate about every single one of these bills, but yet that's what we expect these congressmen to be able to do. And um, so then we got into that whole conversation as well, and it was really interesting. It, it, was, it was a very interesting conversation with my older group of kids as well. But again, that teaches them the whole idea and the whole concept of how this government works and how the idea of voting should work and how we should vote based on research and the issues and what we believe should be the issues that are right and wrong and not necessarily be blinded by somebody who says, well, if you're X party, you need to vote for X person. Why? Well, because I told you to. And that doesn't really work anymore. And we need to be able to get these kids back to being able to vote their their research, vote their minds, be an adult who thinks through issues and be able to say, this is a good idea or this is a bad idea for me to vote for X person and here's why. That's probably the most important part. The and here is why part is what makes it so important. Uh, we got one more PSA announcement and we'll be back in 30 seconds. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I do the same things over and over. 
until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Okay, and we're back with the Council on the Future of Education radio show podcast. Uh, Countable.us, C-O-U-N-T-A-B-L-E.us. I've been talking about that app for a while now. Uh, I've never actually met anybody that works there, but I'd love to because I think they're uh, I think they're really onto something. Uh, it's completely free, very easy to use, and really could make a difference in uh, all sorts of classes, from obviously a civics class, social studies class, to uh, reading, debating, uh, writing, research. You name it, you can do it with that. It's sort of the all-in-one catch-all uh, type of type of resource that I think uh, every educator uh, would appreciate. Okay, so one more housekeeping thing before we close up shop here. Uh, The Council on the Future of Education radio show is every Monday at 4 p.m. And if you feel like you have uh, any topic that you would like to discuss, have an interest in discussing, uh, reach out and get in contact with me, uh, Twitter at Dr. Furman, or you can email me, Rob at Rob Furman, F as in Frank, U-R-M-A-N dot com. And uh, we'll have you on the show. We'll have you on the show as a guest uh, to discuss uh, any topics dealing with education. Primarily, obviously, we hope to have uh, topics that help teachers uh, improve their classrooms uh, so that we can have a nice, bright, shiny, uh, and happy future for all of our kids. That's why we're in this game. That's why we want to do all these things for our students. So if you have any interest And being on the radio show, again, contact me, Rob, at robferman.com, and we can see what we can do to to hook you up with a time frame. Uh, We can do Mondays or Thursdays, 4 p.m. Eastern. So anyways, countable.us. Thank you very much. I appreciate you listening. This is the Council on the Future of Education radio show. The Council on the Future of Education. Fire, the frustration and discord are burning in every city.